Hey, y'all. It's Emily. It's Addison. And Lily. Welcome to Boldly Created. Hey, you guys. We're so glad to be back. And this week, it is just us three. Um, we're glad to be back with just the three of us for once. Um, we love all the guests that we're having. and It's been fun talking to them. But we're going to talk a little bit about worry today with um, Emily and Lily. So we're going to start off with a question. Um, when have you guys experienced the greatest worry in your life? And how did you deal with it? Um, I think that I have recently experienced the biggest amount of worry just with the whole pandemic. I've never, I mean, like, it's definitely gotten better, but I guess when it first started out, um, one, I didn't really know too much about the whole concept of don't worry because, you know, it's all going to work out, I guess. But, um, I guess just like the whole not knowing. And it just like for so long, I was just worried, like, when are we going to get back to normal? Is this going to be like for the rest of our lives kind of thing? Like, how is this going to go? How many people are going to die from this? Like, is my family going to be okay? Just like all, all of that. So I think that a lot of worry came out of the pandemic, but it's definitely not really there anymore. But um, I did experience a lot of worry through the pandemic. I'm sure everyone can relate to <laughs> I think that's really associated with what's going on right now because I feel like people who never really experienced worry experienced it now. And I feel like now is a really crucial time to really realize um, how to rely on God when you are worrying. But yeah, I really like that you brought up that point. What about you, Lily? I think for me, it was definitely like a season of the past that I struggled with worry a lot. I mean, I definitely still do from day to day, but there was a time when my mom was struggling with her health a lot and she was in and out of the hospital. And that was just a really hard time for me because I literally just had to like surrender everything to God. Like he took all the control away from like me and my family and like it was all in his hands. And that just really, that season really taught me that like, worry is from the enemy it's not from god and that i just have to like surrender and trust his plan because they are always good for those who love him all right real question though do you guys worry about like the like smaller things i guess like money or um what i'm gonna be doing like next week or because (laughs) i have such a problem and i can admit to it i have such a problem worrying about like (laughs) Just like, oh, I have to pay rent next month. Like, I know I have it, but like, like what about in the few months? Like, what if I don't have it or, or you know, something like that? And I just, that's kind of a lot of where my worry stems from that I'm, I process a lot. Um, but I definitely grow through it a lot, too. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to share something about um, this past year in quarantine when all of us were, you know, bunkered down at home. Um, so when I was going through quarantine, it was myself, my mom, my grandmother, my grandfather, and my great-grandmother. So we had like a full house. We had the animals way up on the mountain. We were very secluded. So um, we were very, you know, we were in a state of worry, just like everybody else. Like, what's going to happen? When is everything going to get back to normal? Like, are we going to run out of food? Can we go to the grocery store without getting COVID? Like, all of the general um, worries at that time. And something that was really cool that my family and I did is we memorized a Bible verse together. And that verse is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Um, And it really helped us get through like all of the uncertainty and the worry. And it really helped that we all did it together because when one of us would kind of like start to worry and trail off and like get down that tangent, like we would just be like, remember your Bible verse and then we would like say it together and that was just like so awesome so yeah that's definitely one of my favorite Bible verses like to this day 
I feel like the Bible verse that most people will go to when they are in a state of worry. And I have that written down in my notes too. Ah. But I like when Emily mentioned, do we, you feel like you worry about the smaller things? And I definitely do like with everything I encounter, whether it's money, grades, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I read something and it was like, we worry about the temporary things. And I talked about this with Emily yesterday. It's, I said, how crazy is it that you have full trust in God for sending you to heaven, but you don't trust him in the smaller things that you go about? Because I know with like this past um, season, I've been like really stressed about an internship and I finally got one and I knew God was going to provide. But it was just very interesting, kind of like a slap in the face. Like, how am I able to trust him about this, such a big thing and then have trouble trusting him in the smaller things? You know, I also think that from my personal experience going through this season of worry and, you know, a little bit of fear with this whole past year, I think that it's in a way been good for me. Not what's happening has been good, but just for my growth, because I've learned to put all of my trust, all my hope, um, all my faith in God to know that there is no reason to worry because he's in control and he's going to take care of us. One of my favorite scriptures is Psalm 34, 4, and it says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. And that's a piece of scripture that I've just been really holding tight to this past year um, because it has been fearful. But knowing that just seeking the Lord, he hears you and delivers you from all of your fears. How comforting is that to know that it's all going to be okay because he is there and he is our comforter. And so I personally see just me growing out of this season of worry. So I don't know how many people can relate to that, but I just wanted to share. Going off of that, I have a Bible verse that I tend to go to for worry as well. There's so many good ones, but um, this verse is Matthew 6, 34, and it's, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Um, and before I found this Bible verse, I thought it was just like a saying that people would say, like, as I dive more into scripture, I'm realizing that there are a lot of Bible verses that are in the Bible that I used to just think was like a cool saying. Um, so I, when I found this Bible verse, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually like the word of God and not just like a cool quote people say. So I love this Bible verse. And um, another thing I wanted to add is, so my grandmother always used to say something about worry and like it has always stuck with me. Um, she always used to say that the enemy smiles when you say you're worried about something um, because... God's voice comforts us, but the enemy's voice like worries us and wants us to be worried about this and that and the other. And um, so she she tends to not say like, I'm worried about this or I'm worried about this situation because she'll say concerned, like I'm concerned about um, our relationship or I'm concerned about the weather or whatever, you know. So that's something that I try to put into practice because I don't want to give the devil a foothold in, in mm-hmm. any way, shape or form. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. You keep on stealing all the verses that I was going to talk about. <laughs> but that is actually my favorite verse, um, Matthew 6, 26 to 34. It's a little long, but mm-hmm. it just talks about like, why are you worried when other things around the world aren't worried about what's going to happen next? And it's kind of about like living in today so you don't miss today's blessings rather than living in tomorrow. And you can't really do anything about tomorrow while you're in today, if that makes sense. <laughs> How many times do you guys act like God doesn't know what you guys really need? Um, a lot of times I think that I know what's best for me. And I know that I've talked about this with you guys before, but um, we think that we know, oh, this this will be better for me if, if I do this. Or I think this, 
choice will be best for me, but really we don't know what's best for us. Only God does. And so I think that a lot of times we do like to play God in that situation. And we say that all the time. Hey, don't play God. That was a big thing last week. Like that was one thing that I feel like God was teaching me last week. Yeah. We have just been repeating that over and over in our small groups, just you know, in our friendship, hey, let's not play God. (laughs) Um, We don't know what's best for us. He does. Um, And so, yeah, just going off of that, you know, am I worry? Sometimes I like to just be like, okay, Emily, don't worry. Like, it's all going to be okay. And then that makes me just want to worry more because I'm not... I'm not talking with God through my worry. I'm talking to my, with myself through my worry. And that, that doesn't help you in any way because you're, you can't save yourself from, you don't have the strength on your own to save yourself from something like that. You have to rely on the strength from God. And so when you are worrying, it's important to pray about it, talk with God about it because he wants to take that worry from you. It's, he doesn't want you to hold on to it. And I know a lot of times it may seem that, oh, I'm not going to give my heavy burdens to God because that's something else he of mine he has to carry. But that that's so far from the truth. God wants you to give him your burdens. He wants you to give him your worry and concerns because he cares for you. Like it's pretty much as simple as that. He loves you. He cares for you. He's your comforter. And so I think just knowing that when I think I know that, or I think that I have the strength on my own to just tell myself not to worry, I don't. I have to get that from God. And that comes through prayer, time with him, relying on him, giving you, you're giving him your worries, setting them aside at his feet, giving, getting the strength from him, not yourself. And so I hope I answered that question. No, you did. You did. (laughs) She's not like what I'm about to say, but I love like doing, I get the opportunity to co-lead a small group with her and be in um, a leadership position with her in this podcast. And when she talks, she has a way of talking. Like I love hearing her talk because God speaks through her so well. And she does not believe that, but it really does happen. And that's really cool to hear. Um, but to get back on topic, um, one of our small group girls sent us a video about overcoming worry. And it was one of those motivational videos. And it was really good. And in the video, it said, um, you can worry or you can worship and you can pray or you can panic. And I really think that resonated with me because when you're worried, I think one of the best things to do is either open your Bible or blast worship music. I know I mentioned this before, but like going in a car ride and just blasting worship music is something that I love to do. And rather than panicking about what you're going through, pray about it. Give it to God. Like Emily Mm -hmm. said, like reveal it to him so that the enemy doesn't have that over you. Like God wants to carry your burdens. Like she said, she's so right when she says that. Absolutely. I think, you know, worry is a worldly emotion. Like worry is not a fruit of the spirit. It's not sent from God. It's literally sent straight from the enemy to, you know, cause us to panic and and freak out about our circumstances. And um, that's not what God wants for us because God is the exact opposite. Like he wants to comfort us and, you know, give us peace through like those stressful circumstances. So why wouldn't we want to run to God with it instead, you know? Yeah, so we just want to do this topic real fast because this is something that is actively in college student and young adults' minds, and we just feel like it's something to you know touch on and just remind you that, again, God wants to carry your burdens, and that is not something that you are supposed to do. Um, worrying is assuming responsibility that God never intended for you to have, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. So now we're going to transition into a new and fun topic that we have never talked about on the podcast, but we're so excited about it. And that is Enneagram. Something Lily is very excited about. Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) Yes. 
I am so into the Enneagram stuff. And um, so we're just going to dive in and talk a little bit about it. Um, So for the definition people out there, um, Enneagram is defined as a system of classifying personality types that reveals a person's psychological motivations, emotions, attitudes, and behaviors. Um, So for those of you that don't know, there is a free quiz for the Enneagram just online. You can Google them. Um, We can even link it in like the flavor of the week. And it has become very popular like in the past few years among Christians. Um, and it's not necessarily directly related to like Christianity. Um, but there are like a lot of Christian authors who like write books about it, who like pair it with like Christian, uh, beliefs and morals. So it's definitely not like a biblical thing, but it's a lot of fun to like learn more about yourself and like learn more about your strengths and like how you can use those strengths to like further the kingdom of God. So there are nine Enneagram numbers, um, and I can just go into um, what, each, what each one is. So um, Enneagram one is the perfectionist. Um, Enneagram two is the helper. Three is the achiever. Four is the individualist. Five is the investigator. Six is the loyalist. Seven is the adventurer. Eight is the challenger. And nine is the peacemaker. So... Addison, what Enneagram are you? I am the sixth, the loyalist. That is very easy to tell for me. <laughs> what about you, Emily? Um, I absolutely love the Enneagram. I could sit here and talk about it all day. I her first heard about the Enneagram about three years ago. I had some people who I was hanging around talking about it. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. And they're like, Emily, you have to take the test. So I took the test and then I was like, so into it after that. Um, but I used to be a two. I used to be the helper. Um, but I've actually grown a lot in my personality um, since uh, three years ago. If you knew me before, I'm kind of a different different kind of person to be around. But I'm actually now a nine. Um, I retook the test about um, a year ago, and I'm the I'm a nine, the peacemaker. Um, and I'm a very proud nine. <laughs> what, a, <laughs> what about you, Lily? Um, so I have always and forever been a seven, which is the adventurer or the enthusiast. There are a couple different names for each one, but basically that's what it is. So do you guys know what your wing is? Or should we descri- should we explain what the wing is? I have no idea what my wing is. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, your wing is either your Enneagram number plus one or minus one. So like I am a seven. Um, so that means my wing can be a six or an eight. And for you, Addison, it would be a seven or five. And Emily, yours would either be an eight or one. Um, so there's not really a test for the Enneagram wing, but um, you kind of just read the description of each one. And like I read the description of um, the six and the eight, and I just fall more towards the six side. So that's just something you can do in your free time, kind of like read um, which one you kind of go more with. Um, but there's so many cool things about the Enneagram and the, it really just kind of teaches you um, and like helps you learn more about like who God made you to be and like why certain things make you upset or like why certain things motivate you when it doesn't motivate other people. So I just like to connect it a lot to like, I guess, God and like how he made me and like things he wants me to like be passionate about and things that I am not passionate about and like the reasons behind that, I guess. I think I'm the only one in this room who like, I like the Enneagram, but I'm not like obsessed with it, <laughs> but I'm reading mine right now and it's giving me examples and this is such a sidebar, but it says Jennifer Aniston. And for those of you who like friends that just kind of like sold me on my, 
So one cool thing about the Enneagram um, is that, so my boyfriend, Jared, he, I of course made him take the Enneagram test um, and he is a six wing seven and I am a seven wing six, which is really cool because it basically means like the things that I am like strong in, he is weaker in and things that he's stronger in, I'm weaker in. So it like, it really, like, it's kind of like he covers my strengths and weaknesses and vice versa. So I always like to share that because it's really rare to like find somebody that's like your exact opposite, if that makes sense. Um, you and Jared are so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Jared. <laughs> we'll have him on as a guest one day. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all for us. We hope you enjoyed um, our discussion and our little sidebar about the Enneagram. And we cannot wait to hear from you all next week. Hey, y'all. It's time for Flavor of the Week. All right. We're going to get started this week with Lily. What is your Flavor of the Week? So this whole entire week, I've been struggling, like trying to find something that I can say for Flavor of the Week. I'm like, gosh, I don't know what it's going to be. But yesterday I figured it out. And um, Carrie Underwood actually just released a new album like a day ago. And it's called Savior. And she basically just like revamped all of the old like Christian songs like old ragged cross and nothing but the blood of jesus but like with her little flair and it's like more upbeat and it's so good and i've just been listening to it for like two days so yes definitely i would encourage you to listen to that it's definitely coming right at the right time for easter and just like i'm just excited to listen to it like all week long up until easter (laughs) what about you emily um lately i've been into kind of an older song that everyone knows um is how he loves um I have always loved this song for years now, and I have worked at summer camp the past few summers, and we would always sing this song, like, um, around the campfire or just, like, yeah, we'd always just take that apart. <laughs> yeah, we'd always sing this song around the campfire and just like as a staff. And it was just I always love feeling God's presence through it because I love the words. But um, I hadn't heard it in a while. And recently it came on and I just got so into it and I just kind of took me back. And so um, I've been listening to that song on repeat for the past like two weeks is how he loves just because the message has really spoke to me recently. Um, So yes, how he loves. Addison, what about you? Mine is a bit of a game. Um, With our bridge church, we do a game called Solarium and we go around campus and, you know, ask if people want to participate. And it's basically about 50 picks. 50 images and you lay them all out and you ask questions about like what your life is like right now, what you wish your life was and et cetera. And it's just something that's really cool because it kind of allows you to see where people are at in their relationship with Christ. And I'm someone who hates talking to strangers, like it feels like I'm going to throw up when I do. And it's challenged me a lot. And it's been really cool to see the outcome and just different perspectives and get to meet different people on campus. Um, So that's definitely my flavor of the week. All right, y'all, that's our flavors of the week. And we hope you guys have an awesome week and awesome Easter. Yes, happy Easter. Happy Easter. Yes, bye, guys. Bye. bye.